Welcome to VHS. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Cassie. Each week on VHS, we watch and discuss the top grossing film from that week 21 years prior, what's changed about our viewing experience, and what hasn't. This week, we have a very special guest, our dear friend Megan. Hello! I'm a very special guest. Hooray! Yay! She's completing our triad of ladies to appropriately address <laughs> this powerhouse film. It's Triforce of Woman Power. Mm. We're talking, of course, about the first Wives Club. Yay! It is a riotous comedy about three middle-aged Manhattan ladies who plot revenge and get revenge on the ex-husbands who've wronged them. It was released on September 20th, 1996, grossed almost $19 million opening weekend, um, which is only $1 million less than Cable Guy. And- <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> when you put it that way. And it stayed on top for three weeks, eventually grossing over $180 million worldwide. Damn, girl. That's more like it. That is a lot for a movie starring three women all like in their 50s of, i believe at of the time. a certain age mm-hmm. i saw that phrase so many times when i was reading reviews of this movie i hate it i think what is that certain age isn't that the name of the play that elise does like her broadway show oh, yeah. i think it's called of a certain age mm-hmm. because just in case you guys didn't know they're of a certain age mm-hmm. <laughs> A certain unspecified age. <laughs> no, it's specified. Elise was 45. Oh, my God. Annie was 46, I think. Mm-hmm. They're all in their 40s. I like how we all made notes of that. <laughs> <laughs> because I was expecting them to be older. Me too. <laughs> I was too. It's not, that's not that old. It's not it's like, that, old. that is not what a 46-year-old woman looks like, Diane. <laughs> no. Wearing her high-waisted khakis. It'll age you. With her It'll age you rapidly. Turtleneck tucked in. Oh, God. I feel go. like we could go on and on about the, the fashion in this movie. <laughs> we should go on. It deserves it. We shall. We, we shall go we on will. about it. Okay. So just to uh, set the stage, rounding out the top five were Last Man Standing, which is a nondescript Bruce Willis action movie, Fly Away Home, Anyone know anything about that one? I love that familiar. one. What is that? It's Anna Paquin with a bunch of keys. That's what it is. Yep. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> then Maximum Risk, uh, an action movie, I assume. And Bulletproof, which is an Adam Sandler and Damon Wayans comedy. Yeah. Three, so out, three out of four of those I did not know anything about. <laughs> but the one with Anna Paquin and Geese, I got that one. Geese, 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 geese. <laughs> <laughs> Good week for movies, in Megan's life at least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very influential time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course, we are smack dab in the middle of the reign of the Macarena. Oh God, what a time. The fall of 1996, people are shaking their hips and moving their hands oh rhythmically Be- and being told what to do in dance moves in a very specific <laughs> order so when they don't know how to dance they know what to do uh, imagine going to a wedding in the fall of 1996 oh, they would just play that on loop i feel like i probably. feel like they had to mm-hmm. imagine going to my wedding whenever that happens because <laughs> that's the experience you'll have <laughs> A lot of talent behind this movie. It was directed by a man named Hugh Wilson, who wrote for a lot of classic TV shows like The Bob Newhart Show. Yay! Yep, he created WKRP in Cincinnati, which I only know about because I watched way too much Nick at Night as a child. <laughs> oh, I haven't even heard of that. I have not seen either of these shows at all. Oh my god, not oh. Bob Newhart! Mm. Oh, you gotta watch Bob Newhart. <laughs> Um, and it's also based on a novel that I checked out from the library and started to read, but it's very long, so I didn't finish it. Oh, I feel like it doesn't need to be long based yeah. on the plot of this movie. I'm curious what how they beefed it up. Yeah, what else is in that book? Mm. Mm. That's a good question. You need uh, to read it now. 
I did read several chapters and I can't tell you why it was so long. I think there are a lot of there's a lot of extraneous detail like about the decor in people's houses and Annie's children and oh Elise is like has this kind of illicit not illicit she has this like drunken romp with some photographer okay so it gets into like their individual lives and what's going on other than the fact Mm -hmm. that they have asshole husbands yeah Mm ex-husbands yeah there's a lot more to them i guess more character development as it were i think they're perfect just the way they are in the film (laughs) yeah well you've got You've got all those women busting with personality. You don't need. <laughs> I don't need to hear about their lives, <laughs> their children, or stuff like that. Yeah. No, one thing that's funny is that Annie's daughter in the book. Annie has three children. She has two sons and a daughter. Oh. And her daughter isn't a lesbian. She has Down syndrome. Oh. oh. Yeah, that's that's pretty very different. different. Does yep. she hate her father the way she does in the film? <laughs> She doesn't that, that she doesn't fun. seem to. Yeah. <laughs> She's just generally a sweet-natured teenager. Aww. But Aaron's even more of an asshole cuz that's part of why he leaves Annie. Oh, oh no. God. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that's a whole other dimension of shitty. Mm. It's like, it's not fun to have a child with special needs. Bye. Ugh. Yuck. Yep, it's kind of dark. It's kind of dark. Mm-hmm. I mean, the movie's kind of dark. When we first started watching it, I was like, oh, yeah, it starts with a suicide. That's pretty grim. It does start with a suicide. For how fun it is. It's got some it's dark such a, themes. It's such a great comedy, but it's like the topic is pretty terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I've got nothing else going on in my life because I gave all of my emotional and intellectual resources to other people. So now... I'm going to devote every waking hour to getting revenge. <laughs> <laughs> and hijinks ensue. Also, alcoholism. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's that, too. That is in there. Yeah. This movie deals with a lot of issues. In a very flippant way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but it works so well. It does. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Audiences think so. Critics are divided. So I was surprised to see that the movie, while it has a 68% with audiences on Rotten Tomatoes, it only has a 39% overall score from nitpicky critics. For context, Island of Dr. Moreau, which is one of the worst movies ever made, has a 22%. Oh my God. That movie (laughs) was, that's the one with Val Kilmer? Yeah. That was very bad. 39, yeah. Yeah. That's a little that seems brutal. Pretty harsh. That's yeah. Too harsh. It's a comedy. I yeah. bet there are a bunch of male critics. Mm-hmm. Am I right, ladies? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you just went to a lesbian club and asked those women their opinions, <laughs> uh, the results would be very validating, according <laughs> to this movie. <laughs> I don't get why they had to do that. I really don't. <laughs> I so do. Fun. I do love the the girl that she's hitting on at the bar. Are you gay? <laughs> she's. She's great. I really like the when um when Brenda shows the picture of Morty to the lady at the bar. <laughs> She's butch. It's a good scene. I see why they did it. It's I, a fun scene. I mean, there's certainly worse '90s uh, portrayals of, of the gay culture. Yeah, I was movie. I was curious to go back there and be like, oh yeah. I want to watch like other movies in that time period that deal with anything related to gay culture and mm-hmm. see, like, cause I kind of pictured like, oh, anything in the nineties, it's probably garbage Pretty and they bad. probably are like super awful. I was like, this was generally positive other than the fact that it was like, oh, this horrible bomb I'm going to drop on my dad is telling him I'm a big lesbian at yeah. the end. It's like a big one. A, a big, big one. one. <laughs> I'm a lesbian. <laughs> But no, generally positive. And she's a great character. I love the daughter and yeah. her unrepressed hatred of her uh, douchebag dad. <laughs> her own dad, yeah. He yeah. must have been a real <laughs> shitty father. As, as shitty as I husband. mean, she treats her mom like, or he treats her mom like garbage. It's true. 
Everyone Megan, treats Annie like garbage. You Aww. know how she manipulates him. <laughs> oh. oh, Annie. And poisons his food. <laughs> <laughs> We never find out for sure that she wasn't poisoning his food. <laughs> That's in the sequel. You know what I bet? I bet it was like she was adding like vitamin supplements or something. Like, oh, mm. this will make you healthier. Here you go. <laughs> or knowing Diane Keaton's movie persona, she did accidentally put something <laughs> in his food just because she was flailing around and she knocked out. the rat poison into the stew by accident with her flailing limbs. <laughs> Let's look at we, what we know about this lady from the movie. The second any kind of stress arises, she completely comes unraveled. She literally starts hooting and shrieking and flailing her arms around. That doesn't come out of nowhere. I don't buy that she's been repressing it for 40 years and it just came out now that she's hanging out with her friends. The noises she- that she makes in this movie are simply incredible. <laughs> Unparalleled. Oh, Annie... Diane has two modes. Mm-hmm. She's got because um these three presented an award at the Oscars that <gasps> year, and I watched the clip of them presenting all Can together. Can you send that to me? <laughs> I want to. I will it put it you. on the blog. Yeah, send it to you. <laughs> um, it's it's as glorious as you would expect, but um, Bette Midler is pretty much. I mean, we know what Bette Midler's persona is, and we know what. Uh, Goldie Hawn's persona is they're both pretty much themselves mm-hmm. in this movie. Diane Keaton, meanwhile, is just standing between the two of them in all, in an all white suit, mm-hmm. of course. Um, cool as a cucumber, like this absolute like too cool for school <laughs> chick. <laughs> it's either that or <laughs> shrieking and flailing. <laughs> <laughs> She has two modes. Yeah. She's Nicholas. She's the female Nicholas Cage. She's either <laughs> oh on or God. she's off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her volume bar has two settings: <laughs> low and high. Oh, she's wonderful. That's why what a treasure! Me. But we just made love. So you guys have watched this movie a few times. A few. This is. I would say several. Mm-hmm. Several plus. Mm-hmm. Many. I don't remember if I've ever seen the... I probably saw the whole thing, like, your bachelorette weekend or something. I think we watched <laughs> it then. Wait, that you hadn't seen it when you were younger? Mm, bits and pieces. Wow. Hadn't watched the whole thing all the way through. Thought I knew um, you, Jenna. <laughs> I think it came out around the time that my mom got divorced, and she probably didn't want to lean into that. Uh, so, that's fair. Yep. I don't think it was really playing at our house the way Jean-Claude Van Damme movies were. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it light. <laughs> yeah, so this is the first time I had concentrated and watched it. There were a lot of minor plot elements I'd never seen. I... Did, all right. To back up... Uh, for people who don't know, it stars Diane Keaton, Bette Midler, and Goldie Hawn. And then there are some supporting, amazing supporting cast mm-hmm. like Sarah Jessica Parker, Maggie Smith. Maggie and Smith. What is, what is the character's name? It's something wonderful. It's like... It's like Grunella... Uh, Grunella Goldberg? Or? It's like... It's three words. It's like Ganilla. Ganilla... Garson. Garson Goldberg or yeah, something. Yeah. Oh, she's divine. Ganilla. Looking name. very young. Yes. For Maggie Smith. She looks great. Oh, Brian um, pointed out he thought she looked exactly the same. Like, she <laughs> has not changed in any way. Well, that's Brian. <laughs> <laughs> She's got some youth in her eyes that, you know, isn't there in Harry Potter. Her face is less crapey. That's yeah. fair. She's, I, mean, she's I think it's the voice. I feel like her voice, she sounded like that. Yeah. That old lady. Fun, and it... it could be the the accent frankly mm-hmm. but she just always sounds timeless timelessly old and classy jackie oh <laughs> one, one just like it, like it. <laughs> oh. she's less parakeet like in her movements <laughs> than she has been recently there's <laughs> a smoother groove to her neck muscles yeah yep. i want maggie smith to be in a new film called smoother groove <laughs> 
she just it could be a dance movie like save the last day oh my only with old ladies <laughs> why haven't they done that yet they have all these oh my old God. man movies who would be in it aren't good roles for old women um who's judy that dench. foxy british yeah, lady judy yes dench, wait not judy dench uh, uh helen mirren helen oh, mirren yes. absolutely mm-hmm. would probably mm-hmm. be the headliner all three of them she's a hottie Ooh. they're all great oh, i'm like scared to name people because then it might be like wait they're not actually that old and that's mean to say <laughs> how about goldie hawn <laughs> she looked good in that new what was that? Snatch. Snatch. It was great. Was I it loved great? it. I need to watch that. I really enjoyed it. I feel like no one saw it, but I thought it was funny. Probably not. Yeah, I want her to be my best friend now. Yes. Having yeah. seen this movie, I she's glorious. Every single thing she does is magical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's just, every time she called every time she said man, it just really tickled me. Oh, that was good. How many times did she say it's the nineties? It's the nineties is other than of a certain age, that's probably like the tagline of this film. It's the nineties, for God's sake. It's the nineties, man. <laughs> it's the nineties, for God's sake. Speaking of movies I wish were made, I wanna see Elise's actual movies. <gasps> Specifically <Whoa>. Animal Nature, <laughs> in which she plays an extremely <laughs> sensual, sensual veterinarian. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would that would be good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's also a poster behind her husband Bill in his office for some movie that I couldn't tell if she was if Elise was supposed to be in it. But the tagline is "Policewoman by day, hooker by night." Yep. <laughs> I think it's I think it's Phoebe is in that. I think she's the one oh, on the, on the yeah, yeah the toddler, a new bright star. Phoebe, played, of course, by Elizabeth Berkley. Mm-hmm. Jessie Spano. Fresh off uh, Showgirls. Showgirls. Oh, is this after Showgirls? It is. It's after it came out, okay. yeah. We skipped Showgirls. We watched it, but we then did. didn't actually record an episode For about it. For some reason, you guys didn't think it was worth we, discussing. We didn't want to talk about how bad it was. <laughs> I just get this mental picture of her gyrating frantically whenever I think about it. It's bad. I haven't seen it. I've seen some some pre-choice clips. It's not for you, Megan. It's not for for me either. (laughs) Or anyone. There are people who claim that it's a good movie, like that it's a satire or something, like it's bad on purpose. No. No. That's just a way of saving a bad movie yeah. is saying that it was bad on purpose mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's just a mechanism for making me think less of kyle mclaughlin <laughs> <laughs> yeah the only entertainment value in it is how bad the acting the is. overacting of uh yep our, our of young it. our young bright star monique yeah. is uh monique monique <laughs> can we talk about the timeline of monique of Phoebe's age. Yes, because let's. Elise brings out right, her her gotcha moment for her ex <laughs> yep. is to point out that the young woman he's been sleeping with, he thought was a legal adult, but she actually is 16. That's what they say. Mm-hmm. This movie came out in 96, being generous let's say it was recorded in 95 it's meant to take place in 95 Mm. she brings out a 1993 yearbook and shows a picture of this girl who presumably would have been 14 at the time looks exactly like (laughs) elizabeth berkeley because she is Yes. (laughs) yes yeah they specifically say she like ran away she like dropped out at 14 uh-huh. from new kirk idaho or wherever she was from so yeah she was supposed to be 14 in that yearbook i'm glad you brought this up because i had the same <laughs> question you can't show specific years and, and ages and not invite people to do the math wait a minute this is definitely whoa. not a 14 year old girl whoa, this whoa, is a grown ass woman in this yearbook <laughs> photo Holy could shit. have shown the yearbook from the previous year or that year, mm-hmm. and I just 
why did they do that? <laughs> it's funny. It's funny she's underage. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Can I bring this up? I actually mentioned this to Cassie earlier. I was like, can we talk about the fact that it's just played as like a gotcha moment? Whoops. Like, oh, he's been banging this 16-year-old girl that ran away from home when she was a freshman in high school. And then it's just like, oh, Got good. Okay, he's get he gets what's coming Finally. to him, and meanwhile, this girl is still alone in New York City. This sixteen-year-old girl and her family doesn't know where she is, <laughs> and she was raped by this creepy old man. Can we please talk about poor Phoebe and what we can do to save her? It's fine. Hashtag again. save Phoebe. It's fine. She shows up at Elise's play. The friends know she's gonna she's gonna take care of her. Take her under her wing. Monique's mom. Monique. <laughs> the grotesque Monique. Yeah, maybe. I did appreciate that Phoebe wasn't treated as cruelly as uh, SJP's character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wasn't just, you're the other woman and therefore you're garbage. Yeah. Death to all younger women. Yeah. 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 She's an innocent idiot child. Yeah. Who loves Literally. pizza. Oh, <laughs> she's actually great. Oh, she is. <laughs> Poor Phoebe. She's not a very good actress, but (laughs) she does her best. That's even sadder. Like that line is even sadder in light of everything you're talking about. She's 16 and she just wants a mom. Oh, because she left her mom. Guys! Maybe Elise can be like her mom. She's the only one who doesn't have a kid. That's true. I would watch that sequel. Elise bringing. She'd be called Monique. Or Monique's mom. <laughs> I want to know what the plot of this this movie starring Monique is. Why is Monique's mom a crypt keeper? What what's going on there? Is it a horror yeah. movie? I'm imagining some David Lynchian thing. Yeah. Or like um, I'm thinking Psycho, like uh, Norman Bates's mom. Mm, yeah, yeah. Or like a whatever happened to Baby Jane type situation, like yeah. the. Mm-hmm. the cruel mother is making the daughter be dependent on or like is dependent on the daughter so she has to take care of her and can't go off with wonderful men who are doctors wonderful doctors no no no, no wire hangers ever <laughs> what's that movie <laughs> mommy dearest yes thank you yes mm-hmm. monique dearest will be this film monique dearest so you don't want to see a movie about Elise and Phoebe. You want to see the movie about Monique. <laughs> oh, I watch both. Maybe it's both. It's both. Ooh, like a movie memory. within a movie. Oh my god, yes! Let's make it. <laughs> hey, Goldie, I'm have sh- I got a part for you? <laughs> People are gonna be lining up in the streets to see this one. And Elizabeth Berkeley can play a. 18 year old again because she's she's ageless <laughs> apparently the way um amy schumer got uh goldie hawn to be in snatched was that she just walked up to her and was like hey you probably don't know me but i'm making this movie and i want you to play my mom and goldie hawn was like oh you're so cute i'll do it oh, yes! so, i think we've got a shot perfect we can get her We're pretty big names, so, you know. <laughs> she might have heard the podcast. Goldie, we love you. Goldie. What a goddess. She's mm. wonderful. Mm-hmm. What's everyone's favorite first wife? It's a rough question, I know, because oh, they're all hard. wonderful. Yeah. Well, they're all good for different things. Mm-hmm. And it's. It's Elise. Elise is my favorite. <laughs> I liked the diplomatic answer leading into the true answer. <laughs> I think I like Bet. That's really yeah. She's pretty great too. Brenda. Brenda. No, it might be Elise. It's definitely oh. not Diane. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> Diane. She's she's pretty intolerable. <laughs> she's kind of a psycho. She's manipulative. <laughs> of all the things she is, I don't think she's manipulative. She's just a little shrill. I think she I I hmm. I think of myself as a 
as a com as a, a hellish combination, a brew of Brenda and Annie. So <laughs> that's I get good. where he's coming from with I the would, emotional manipulation. I would say the same thing. I think I am uh, probably like two parts Annie, one part Brenda. Hmm. I think mostly Brenda. Yeah. Yeah, pretty I'm pretty sarcastic, and I eat my feelings. So. <laughs> we need an Elise. I don't know. Goldie Hawn. Cool know that we have an Elise. She's cool too enough. great. Yeah, yeah, none of us are worthy of the title. Probably Katie. the alcohol. Oh, maybe. Katie. <laughs> yeah. We well, yeah. We, we all have that drop of the of the booze in us. So. A little bit of booze. <laughs> Guns and roses. That was so good. (laughs) I had some friends over. (laughs) That was a lot of alcohol, though. Did you see the bottles that she was putting away? (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's like one giant thing of that. uh, What is that terrible brand of like a handle of Carlo Rossi? uh, I mean, the big question is: Did she actually? I think we're supposed to assume she didn't. She didn't have friends over. But, I mean, look at our... Although Brian just emptied it, but look at our recycling. (laughs) Mine's pretty bad. Pretty brutal. Uh, You don't know how long she's been accumulating those bottles. Maybe she's too lazy to carry them downstairs for recycling day. That's true. I don't think she does recycle, because Brenda pulls out... I mean, she says all bottles. What if <laughs> and gallon if jugs. it's recycling, they would be all bottles. <laughs> um, I think we're enabling Elise right now a, a little, little bit. Yeah, it's true. I didn't like that scene. It's, it was rough. Yeah, yeah. it gets so real rough. sometimes. Real, real. Mm-hmm. That's that's part of what makes it good, though. The like, low, the low scene where they like all smack each other really hard in the face. Yeah, and then they play mm-hmm. that sad song that. Love is on the way. Yep, that's the one. I couldn't sing that song perfectly last the other night when we watched it, and I was like, "Wait!" And Brian was like, "What's the song?" And I was like, "I don't know. It's just the sad song from First Wives Club. That's the only context in which I know this song." It's true, but yeah. So I've seen this movie a few times. It's great. Yeah. Hmm. Guys, remember when we all had that fight where we all threw slapped things and each slapped other. each other in the face? Threw like a glass bottle, like and a golden globe. Face. Yeah, we do that. You know, we throw, we toss around our Emmys. <laughs> My Taekwondo trophy right at the face. <laughs> it's gonna take some time to forget. It's true. Like like 20 minutes the time it takes to eat a <laughs> box of chocolates and waddle home <laughs> they're there for each other though that's, that's mm-hmm. just get it all out there it's good it's healthy let yeah, the healing healthy. begin mm-hmm. they don't they don't bottle it up yeah tell it like it is mm-hmm. and the result the resulting insults are pretty great. <laughs> this movie has some excellent insults. <laughs> What's the best one? I'm trying to think. I didn't write down all of them. I know I have a couple good ones. Gems. Mm, my favorite actually came, did not come from one of our heroes. It was um, Shelly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who describes for context uh, Shelly is the new arm candy of Brenda's ex Morty played by Sarah Jessica Parker Morty terrible (laughs) horrible character I hate Morty Um, they're both terrible yeah I was talking about SJP they're both pretty uh, bad well very entertaining characters horrible people Mm -hmm. when uh, they're at the auction and wait it wasn't the auction where are they Anyway, uh, I think it's when uh, Shelly gets invited to lunch at Gwenilla's house. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she describes Brenda as a completely class-free dumpster Dumpster woman. woman. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to start using that. (laughs) Dumpster woman. 
there's some but Morty ones. likes a sharp-tongued woman. Guess so. I guess that's what turns Brenda had some jokes. I Brian had very few laugh out loud moments while watching the film. He had never seen it before, but he did enjoy. What's the matter, Morty? Can't you buy her a whole dress? <laughs> he likes that one. That, that is a Brian joke. <laughs> Also, Shelly, the bulimia, is paying off. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what's going on there with Morty and Shelly. That's just like, they write it off as like a midlife crisis thing. Uh Uh-huh. But Mm -hmm. what the heck does, what what do they give each other besides boning? And money. He gives her money and she gives him sex. Mm -hmm. But... Can I talk about Morty? I'm glad you brought Morty up. <laughs> Let's talk about Morty. Because this is, like, I've seen this movie many times, but I went in, like, take a look at it, see if there's anything new that Something I can fresh. appreciate. Mm-hmm. I hate Morty. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. he's the one that, like, they played off at the end, like, they're going to get back together, and he's Fine. not so bad compared to the other two. Mm-hmm. But, like, at one point, Brenda is like, like, I'm worried about paying rent, and I'm worried about sending our son uh-huh, to college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's basically, oh, no, the money is going into the business. Meanwhile, he's got this crazy apartment, and mm-hmm. he's dropping, like, 300 grand on a Lamborghini because SJP wants it. It's like, this guy's full of shit. And he apparently- dollars for a plate? Mm-hmm. Apparently, he hates his son and won't yeah. support him, and he's garbage. That's he's shitty. A- mm-hmm. No in class book? dumpster yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> sure. In the book, uh, Brenda really hates Morty. Like, there's no, oh, he's yeah. just going through a crisis. No My reconciliation. Morty, I'm worried about him. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. she wants to destroy him. Good. I feel like, yeah, that's the appropriate response. I'm team book on that one. Yeah. I didn't like it. I guess it was just because it was like, oh, they have a young son, so it would be nice if they reconcile. Mm-hmm. But that that aspect of it, where it was like he's living the high life with this young chick, and mm-hmm. meanwhile, like his ex wife mm-hmm. and son are like struggling to make end, ends meet. It was yeah. like this is this is trashy. That's pretty bad. Yeah, I don't know what why Brenda's still into him. Like, oh, I'd be mad at you, but you're just so darn cute. He's, he's oh, the he's father not. of her child. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Boo, Morty. Yeah. Okay. So Morty's who, garbage. They're all garbage. <laughs> to be fair, they are all garbage. All garbage. Can we? Oops. All garbage. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> who do you think is the worst of the three of them? Ooh. It's it's difficult because let's let's just get this out of the way. All of their offenses are horrible. Mm-hmm. In just, different they're fun all ways. horrible people. Obviously, they're cartoonishly horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just husbands, they're horrible people as well. Yeah. It's rough. Who's That's the a- worst? Aaron. If I, yeah. Well, really. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say Bill. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's hard. Oh, to he pick. does. I mean, he didn't know that she was 16. Mm-hmm. I was gonna I'm was. i not talking about the offense. I'm just talking about his whole His attitude. attitude. Yeah, he's got a tude. I think the thing that pushes Aaron over the top for me is the fact that he invites our sweet Annie out to dinner and like plays oh, it up God. and then he bangs her yep. and then as she, I love you oh, I want a divorce oh, what <gasps> but we just made love <laughs> <laughs> that part is like I, like it's disgusting that it's, part's brutal I can't even imagine like and then he bangs time. their mutual therapist oh, yeah God. he's the worst yeah. Aaron's the worst Bill the worst. you could chalk it off to um, like, oh, it's showbiz, and, like, they, like, you know, everyone gets divorced mm-hmm. in showbiz. Like, they have, like, these, yeah, you know, he's, their relationships uh, aren't as... He's definitely... Uh, he's Aaron's rough stuff. I think Aaron's a psychopath. Like, even as he's doing this horrible thing to Annie, he's, like, blaming her for mm-hmm. it. Gaslighting. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. At least Bill's like, oh, ha, ha, ha. At least you're such a vampire. You want to suck her blood? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I actually, I think I hate Bill the least of the three. 
Really? Because he's Aaron Moore. honest about being yeah, soulless yeah. garbage. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he's you know he's just in showbiz. He's, That's how they are. He's kind of shitty. Traded her in for the younger model. Blah blah. Mm-hmm. Pretty straightforward about being an asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I don't know. How uncomfortable did it make you to see the Rev from Seventh Heaven <laughs> with a woman named Annie? Uh, is oh, that yeah. which is the name of the mother from Seth Hill? It didn't make me uncomfortable at all because I didn't know that was the name of the wife in Seventh Heaven. So think about it. Mm. Didn't, you didn't spend enough time with Lindsay in college. <laughs> didn't something come up recently where like that actor is actually a dirtbag? Oh real life? wait, yep. that is true. I don't remember what he did. Though. I don't either. It's real bad. Something Ugh. bad. It's real bad. He's a pedo. No. Yeah, some with kids. Yeah, he's actually mm-hmm. okay. So Aaron wins. well then it's a good thing that annie nails him harder than perhaps anyone else gets screwed over in the movie got him yeah that's so good i do enjoy the part where he's like whining that he's like too old and like no one will want him anymore no one's gonna want me everyone wants the young up-and-comer it's like yeah feels bad doesn't it aaron poor Poor, poor man. Mm-hmm. What a, I wonder what a great if his film. sexy sex therapist girlfriend left him oh, when he lost everything. Totally. You know I'm she did. sure. Mm-hmm. But Annie does have a lot of issues. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want to be married to her. That's true. <laughs> Everything that therapist says to her is true. I wouldn't emotionally abuse her the way that Aaron does, but I wouldn't probably wouldn't have married her in the first place, frankly. (laughs) The old bait and switch. (laughs) How great is it though when when they're talking about her problems with with repressed anger (laughs) and she takes the foam bat. Hit me, Annie. And she chooses to hit the woman in the face with it. Three times. She doesn't choose. That is all reflex. It and it's is. it's the one, two, like the one, two, three, like whap, backhand whap. Like, it's like so fast and so brutal. It's oh, wonderful. Laughing while she does. <laughs> oh, I don't think I could. I could. I just can't. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. got, she needs to get another therapist. Yeah. Who is not having sex with her husband. Yes. That that is key. Her daughter and her mother do do support her, which is nice. I liked her mother's kind of a monster. Oh, yeah. She is pretty terrible. But at the end when they have their, their little moment, I appreciate that. You're not getting any younger Mm-mm. or thinner. Nope. But something else. Nice. You know what I think you need? <laughs> Nothing at all. Oh, then oh, they hug. No. That's nice. <laughs> the mother also remarked, Oh, what a wonderful occasion. Helping people through a buffet. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of you when she said that. <laughs> I can't think of a higher calling. <laughs> <laughs> that is nice, though. I do appreciate that, you know, apart from their sweet, sweet revenge, they do also... Uh, out of their way to set up an actual good uh, thing with all of their efforts. It would have been mm-hmm. kind of, like, I feel like the movie would have ended on a pretty sour note if it yeah. were just like, hey, we screwed our husbands, Got high em. five. Like, yeah. it's, it is nice that they tie it up with like, oh, wait, mm-hmm. yes. let's do something nice rather than mm-hmm. just be angry that our husbands left us. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's all about their friend, Cynthia. Mm-hmm. Really, it's the inspiration. How about that banquet, though? It's just what a nice. gala! Oh my god! Let's let's make a pact uh, later in life, ladies. You know, when we're of a certain age, mm-hmm. <laughs> forty-five have, or forty-six. You know, in like ten years. <laughs> Excuse me, what? Fifteen years. <laughs> it's fine. Rounding. It's Cassie, just rounding. how old are you? It's rounding. Right, rounding up. In a, in, in a decade or so. In cha- a decade and change. Let me see your what? yearbook. We're gonna... 
Let me see your 1993 yearbook. I'm lying to you the whole time. The whole time? The whole time. <laughs> All right. What is this pact? What are we doing? In we're going to go to a gala. Years. I don't know what the gala is going to be for, uh-huh. but we're all going to wear white suits. Okay. Definitely. We just see. It doesn't matter what the gala is. I don't as know what it's going to be. Who knows where the road of life will take us all, but we need to do that. Well, Bucket the, list. Bucket list. The original plan for your bachelorette party <laughs> was to have a dress code where everyone had to, had wear, to wear all wear white, white so that we could dance down the streets nobody in New York City. Wear, nobody owns that much white clothing. I mean, buy it. It's worth it for you. Oh. Then why didn't you do it? <laughs> I don't even remember what we did for your bachelor. <laughs> we went to a bacon restaurant. It was nice. Oh, it was a yeah. bacon bar. And we went oh, and karaoke. karaoke. That was great. It was fun. It was pretty perfect. You guys are so thoughtful. There's no reason we couldn't have worn white for that. We were in a private room. The the barbecue sauce, baby, from <laughs> the bacon to the bacon grease. Bacon grease. That's I mean, stain. and white really is not a flattering co- uh, color. Yeah. You own it. You gotta own it. Yeah. If Brenda can wear it, so can you. <laughs> <laughs> I did enjoy how each of their their outfits mm-hmm. flattered each of their shapes. It was very nice. They had some good. They had some good looks. They were and a beautiful song. Let's say sing. those were the best looks of the movie because, as we've brought up earlier, the fashion in this film. Was bad. <laughs> it mean, depends on your. Other than Diane, I mean, Diane was not good. <laughs> she generally likes the high waisted things. In I mean, not even just in the nineties, all the time. Actually, yeah, that's kind of a timeless look for. She for just Diane. she does that. She does her thing, yeah. and it works for her body type. Mm-hmm. Kind of does it. <laughs> does, does it though. It. It takes, she, she seems to be a pretty fit lady, and she wears pleated high-waisted <laughs> khakis that give her a pooch. I she wears my... neckerchiefs <laughs> under button-down shirts. shirts. Yeah, I noticed that, too. It was barely even poking out. Was she cold? Is that why it was shoved in there like is it to cover the scar where her head is reattached to her oh. body? Like a Frankenstein? Like that ghost story. Oh. She's been dead for 70 years. Maybe she is. <gasps> um, I think my favorite outfit, though, came from her daughter. Who, I think it, when they're at the uh, office where they break the news to the three douchebags... And she tells her dad that she's a lesbian. Mm-hmm. She's wearing a uh, full-length skirt that is plaid, like a red plaid. Oh. And then she has a Henley on on top. There's also a belt, of course. Button-down <laughs> Henley. And then on top of all that, there's a denim vest. Oh, yeah. And a choker. You know, you gotta have a choker on there, too. Of course. It was a lot of work. It was the 90s. Mm-hmm. The 90s, man. <laughs> How many of those items did you own in in your personal wardrobe at this time? I had a lot of Henleys. I don't know what a Henley is. It's just the one where there's a few buttons at the top and it opens up a little bit. You gotta wear like a camisole. Long sleeve. Long sleeve. Mm-hmm. Like usually it's no like collar. thermal or something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. They're, they're comfy. I didn't have- they're flattering to nearly everyone. Mm-hmm. I had those. That's all I had. I didn't have any denim. I had a denim jacket in college. Mm. Cut the sleeves off and you're halfway there to a Halloween costume. Ooh, yeah. (laughs) Bucket hat? Yeah. Yeah. Denim one with a sunflower on it. Nice. Ooh, the sunflower. Me and my cousin has had matching pink bucket hats with gold uh bedazzled jewels on the top of it there's a great picture of it it's hideous put it on the blog please gotta find it i would happily dress like elise in almost any scene of this movie today (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
I'm oh. thinking about taking a picture of her to my hairdresser. <laughs> her hair is great. It is great. Yeah. It's one of those timeless looks. She was sporting a boucle sweater several times, though. You know, but she pulled it off. <laughs> she pulled it off. It was like a a periwinkle color too. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, that was her dressed down look. Yeah, yeah, you know, lounging the around. Ultra look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The I did, I did like the hairstyles a lot. I liked the hairstyles back in like when they went like the flashback from when they were in college. Mm-hmm. And they had the they had like the old tiny like hair dryer like that you would have at a actual hairdresser they had that in their dorm room yep i was like wow that's amazing everybody's gotta have a beehive Mm -hmm. good looks all around except for diane oh (laughs) her hair was fine it was diane hair it was not uh, it was just it was it's very severe (laughs) (laughs) you'd like to see diane with some soft waves perhaps i can't even imagine it yeah, Just, I don't think I would have put her into one of those like websites <laughs> where you can like put a face and then add new looks. <laughs> oh, please do. We can help her, guys. We can help her out. Has Diane ever had a haircut other than the one she has in this movie or when she was younger and it was really long? No. I don't think so. No. I cannot think of another look. Shoulder length, super straight. Yeah. Or no long, pixie, super no straight. curls. No I curls. I feel like when in the Godfather movie that she's in, at some point she has curly hair. Mm. But it's still like that short curly hair. And I by curly, I mean like there's some, some body curl to uh-huh. it. Yeah, but that's it. Interesting. But I heard she had a really horrible time on that movie, so maybe they did that against her. <laughs> they held her down and curled her hair. <laughs> the be. worst thing that's ever happened to Diane Keaton. <laughs> that was, you know, that's why she had such a terrible time, because she couldn't wear her hair in the severely straight way. That she her made. signature style. She didn't want them to tell her what to do. Mm-hmm. Don't tell her what to do. You don't own her. <laughs> Can I just say I still get goosebumps when I hear that song? That's great. <laughs> I well fair, up a I little get, bit. I get goosebumps at several songs. You're pretty easy to bump, that's for sure. Yeah. Quick to bump. Quick to bump. That's Goosey good. woman. It's the 90s, for God's sake. I know we all want to see these ladies come back again, either in the Monique movie or just a straight-up sequel, but it's not looking good. It's not looking like it's going to happen. Why not? Well, this movie was a big success, but no one expected that it was going to be because it stars three women of a certain age. And women aren't funny. Let's just get that out there. Women are not funny, especially old women. No one wants to look at their no one grotesque at faces. And mm-hmm. no one wants to listen to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're, they're harsh voices. But against all odds, this movie was a huge success, as we described at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was immediately talk of a sequel. But uh, according to Goldie Hawn in 2015, she said that uh, they just couldn't work out the salary issues. Because in the original movie, all of these superstars took a big pay cut to get the movie made. And they just yeah, really they were all to be a part huge at that point, I'm sure, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Huge stars got paid well below what they were worth just because mm. it was important to them to get the movie made. The movie oh. more than made back its budget, you know, like thanks, girls, like Yay. many times over. When they went back to the studio to talk about making a sequel, they wanted they were talking about paying these ladies the same deal they had had for the first one, even though what? they knew that the first one had been a huge success and that they weren't justified in paying them less than they were worth the first time. Oh, oh gross. That's pretty bad. Yeah. So they walked away from that. Like, you wouldn't pull this shit with men. We're out. Do it, girls. I would have loved a sequel, but... Mm-hmm. Don't, don't stoop. Yeah. Those sisters are doing it for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, can we just listen to the soundtrack, please? Yes. 
There have been some reports of a Netflix original called Diva Nation starring Bette, Goldie, and Diane, but that was in 2015, and I haven't heard anything about it since. Oh, no. Diva Nation? Diva? Oh, my God. If you like them singing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They're all great singers, except Diane. I mean, Goldie's all right. I mean, she's, yeah. <laughs> Best she's pretty good. Diane. I'm impressed. Remember. <laughs> I just want to go home and watch it again immediately. <laughs> I love this movie. It doesn't get old. Nope. No, the Timeless. rewatch value is extremely high. <laughs> so we would recommend that our listeners watch this movie. Yes. Okay. Watch it now. Yep. It's available to stream in a few different places. You don't have to wait for this Netflix series that may or may not come out. <laughs> don't Go wait. Yeah, I own it on DVD, and yet I just watched it on Hulu because I was too lazy to put the, the disc, disc in. in the machine. So <laughs> it's there if you want it. So thanks to everyone for joining us this week on this very special episode of VH. Yes, Megan, thank you so much for recording Yay. with us. Thanks for having me. It was Loved fun. talking with you. So fun. Well, we've love got a few guys. more classics coming up. I love you too. Mm. To our listeners out there, uh, we would love you if you rate, review, and subscribe to this show on iTunes. You were VH space yes in all caps. You can follow us on Facebook at VH yes for gems like this uh, Golden Globes clip that I'm going to be putting up and <laughs> yes. maybe some pictures of Diane Keaton in a hairstyle generator. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see if we have time. <laughs> we'll make time. Thanks as always to Devin McKernan for production support and uh, Phil DeMontis wrote our original theme music. Finally. Obviously, we love this movie, but if you don't want to take our word for it, there are some other opinions, courtesy Mm. of the internet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. These are all pretty shitty. Which Did you guys have any (laughs) feelings about the final words that I put in the notes? I don't. I think think the Chris Farley one's pretty good. All right, okay, I'll so read that one. Yeah, that sounds good. We love this movie. We recommend you check it out ASAP. But if you don't want to take our word for it, here's a second opinion courtesy of a professional critic. <laughs> Entertainment Weekly's Owen Gleiberman in 1996 wrote that the movie was paced like a Chris Farley movie and photographed like a denture cream commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what's the problem with that sounds great (laughs) 